This was one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. We really tried our best to make sure you all get the most enjoyable experience in this one. So I really hope you all enjoy. Routes the tide. Roll tide no more this year, boys. Georgia, 21-point victory. I think the biggest shock for me is Missouri falling all the way to number 13 in the power range. They're a quality football team. Go ahead and give me Texas A&M at the top. They're the best team in the SEC. Coach, you know, I've been thinking you might start to jinx me if you keep calling me uh, that name. (laughs) Nonsense. Now get out there, ACL, and tear it up. Tear it up, Coach. Two, one. Welcome to another episode of Underqualified Analysts. This is Cooper. We have Zach. We have Hunter. And drum roll, please. We've got Jerry for once. He did not sleep through this one. Welcome, Jerry. How you feeling? Uh, feeling dangerous. Ready to get some hot takes in here. Oh, that's all we give. So one thing I wanted to just let you all know, we're going to try to get through this as quickly as we can as Hunter leaves, as I to wait on him. And, of course, he's the one who leaves earliest great this is going awesome so anyways we had a bet go on between all of us where we were seeing who could do the best we're doing five bets per night and the max we could do is minus 150 money line or any sort of bet minus 150 which just means if you bet 150 dollars that's what you you get a hundred dollars back if you didn't understand that um so anything better than that that goes we see who does the best after a week. So the results are in, and we all suck. Every single one of us just absolutely is terrible at betting, and that's why we're underqualified. Um, so I wanted to give Jerry the spotlight here because last week he was unable to roast and toast me, so I'm going to give him 30 seconds to have the floor. Not only did he win this betting challenge, but he also was right about the Georgia-Alabama game. So, Jerry, you have the floor. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why can't we see Jerry? Because, okay, you're behind, man. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry ain't got no webcam. What? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't, hey, don't, don't worry about it. Kroger right. managers are dealing with the produce section. They ain't dealing with the electronics. Yeah, I don't know about all the fancy electronics. This ain't Walmart. We sell produce and meat. All right, let's get on with it. Uh, all right, 30 uh, seconds uh, is just, over. Just, just post, <laughs> you guys are just trying to postpone this uh, postpone this roast session here. Uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for everybody that believed in me, especially my mom, family, and friends. Uh, I would be embarrassed to be anyone that lost to me, especially – Actually, Cooper, because uh, he lost twice in, in less than a month. Uh, it's pretty embarrassing uh, when somebody comes on that's never ran an Instagram page or any sports betting uh, and is really unqualified to probably even be on a podcast, but still comes out and uh, shows out as well as I did. Uh, once again, I just want to say thanks for everybody that believed in me. Uh, and I'm not going to give you too much of a hard time, Cooper, but uh, it was embarrassing for you enough to lose to me twice. Uh, in two weeks, and then the Bama game was really embarrassing because you called me, I called you, then uh, I explained to myself why I thought Georgia was going to win, and you said I was a complete idiot, that I had no right to even be on the phone with you, and that uh, that Bama was going to get beat by 20, uh, and that never happened. So, uh, like I said, we saw the score, we know the results, 
the punishment was paid. And uh, like I said, I, I deserve to win because I, you know, I, I do my due diligence. So that's it. Yeah. Well, we overall, uh, we, I don't, no one, no one made money during the, the seven week span. I will say, I think every seven one of weeks. us, seven days, sorry. I will say, I think everyone will agree that during the seven day course, there really, there wasn't like a ton of great options for the picks, but, it is hard whenever you are throwing out five bets per day and you're just like, oh, well, you know, like, I don't know anything about San Antonio State University, but I'm going to I'm going to bet on them because I feel like the spread is a little bit too much. You know, their offensive ranking isn't very good, you know, so it, it was it was difficult and uh, I'm definitely out of practice. We're going to definitely do it again. And. I will say Hunter Hunter did come in last, so we do have we do have uh, his punishment, which is he's going to do a freestyle today. We're going to just drop a beat at hey. some point. Yeah, today we're going to drop a beat. I thought it was next week. Nope, it's nah. this week. You said you wanted to talk about you wanted to talk about the betting challenge, so we're doing it today, son. So randomly during randomly during this it's called podcast, a freestyle. I'm going to drop oh, a beat, Lord. and this guy is going to start dropping bars. Now, he's only got to do it for 30 seconds, okay? Just 30, <laughs> just 30 seconds. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. No. No. Listeners can see how uncomfortable this man is right now. It's 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 the thing. It's a freestyle. You can't prepare for it. It's it's a freestyle. I got to talk first for a minute. I got to explain myself. Oh, here. Come slim shady out of the. <laughs> Just listen up, boss. So we had five days of picks, five games a night. See who could make the most money, or in seven our case, days. Who, who could? Yeah, yeah. In our case, who could lose the least amount of money? Um. And, you know, I'm a sports consultant by trade. Uh, <laughs> I definitely thought I had the upper hand. And I didn't take none of these scrubs serious. I ain't going to lie. I didn't take it serious for, like, the first five days. And then I look up, and I was like, damn, I ain't really been doing so hot. <laughs> and, and I'm like, all right, we got to do some research on the last couple of days. And, you know, I did a little bit better. But, uh, and, you know, it wasn't enough to come out of the cellar. So. And I, I was in the lead by a resounding total for after the first two nights and i almost lost i went i was the only person to go oh and five in fact in fact in a three game three day skid i went two and 13 so that's really what got me we set our bets at 50 bucks and uh i started out the first two days i was up like a little over two hundred dollars, and I think when I looked at it today, I was I had lost three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I think Hunter Hunter lost like four hundred and something. I lost like three fifty. Uh, Colton he he was like three thirty, and then Zach was like right at three hundred, and then Jerry was like just into the two hundreds. He was like two ninety or something like no, that. No, two sixty one seventy five. I got it pulled up. So. My bad, Habib. Bob. Point being, <laughs> none of us were green at all. No, no not even close. <laughs> no. Jerry did the best, and he lost a total of collectively five bets. Five bets worth. <laughs> That's what he lost. So, yeah, it was it was bad. 
but we're gonna we're gonna move on we're because we've got we've got a lot to cover uh yesterday was signing day we were really looking forward to having uh the podcast unfortunately we weren't able to but we're gonna get it rolling um the one thing that i wanted to say before we get into the kentucky stuff is the consensus number two player in the nation decommitted from florida state and committed to jackson state a d2 college with Deion Sanders as the head coach. I mean, that's just wild. I think that right there, since the NIL deal stuff, that's just – you're really wasting a ton of money, I think. I mean, it's just wild to me. That, that, that was the biggest thing that happened the entire day. Well, to clarify what you mean there by wasting money. And I, he's not going to get as good of NIL deals at Jackson State as he would Florida State. You don't think Coach Deion Sanders, Neon Dion, has some NIL connections to get that man paid? I'm sure he can yeah. get paid. I, I bet I 100% agree with Zach on that. Listen, you're going to play for the greatest, one of the greatest of all time, a literal GOAT. He is going to find a way to get the kid paid. That's probably his biggest selling point. Hey, how much money you want to make? You want to make, you know, some money at FSU or do you want to make a lot of money at JSU? And I think, and also look at the program, man. They they were eleven and zero this year, eleven and one. Sorry, excuse me, eleven and one. They won a lot of games. I mean, I would want to go for a winning team versus go to FSU and join a team that uh, really fumbled the bag and didn't play good this year. But it's a okay. He's uh, you're missing the point here, okay? Like, don't go to Florida State if you if you're gonna pick Jackson State. Why would you? Like I just you can go to any school you want. You're the number two player in the nation. You can go to any school you want. But you can but here's the thing is you're gonna be playing against a bunch of scrubs. Why not why not just go to division two, show out really good numbers, and you're guaranteed to only play one year and go on to the next level and make millions. You're a guaranteed starter too, hundred percent. I know he's gonna start wherever he goes, but it's guaranteed. Everything's guaranteed. I guess, but to me, I just think that that's just crazy. I mean, you've never you never seen that. That's that's my point. Like you, you're you're never seeing that. He is. I mean, regardless of what you say, he's turning down money by going to a D two school, even if Neon Dion is the head coach. I mean, he's he's just you have less opportunities because Jackson State is not as televised as Florida State is. That's a fact. Now, is he playing in front of more people at Jackson State than he is Florida State? Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's playing – he, yeah, average attendance at Jackson State, 48,000. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty decent for a D2 school. That's great. But the kid is also a defensive back. And why wouldn't you want to go play for one of the greatest defensive backs of all time if that's what you are? Yeah, well, I mean, he's an athlete, so he can play whatever position he wants. <laughs> Pure coach, life coach. I mean, Dion is, is somebody I would want to listen to. Guys in the Hall of Fame. I, I agree with Zach again. Look at, I like Jerry. Let's have him on more. <laughs> Jared, you're losing connection. I don't know. Uh, I think I think uh, this kick button is about to start working now. <laughs> I, need a good, I need a good yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got Hunter for that. Lord of mercy, 90% of the takes that you, you have, Hunter's like, I can't agree more. 
He knows what he's talking about. You know, I agree. The impression's <laughs> getting better, Coop. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I've got Jerry's voice down. I'll do it later on the podcast. But, um, yeah, so UK had a pretty solid uh, recruiting day uh, on Wednesday. Probably, I, in, in my lifetime, best, you know, national signing day ever. Um, I think probably ever, ever, it is the best national signing day that we've ever had. Um, but ended up being number 12 in the consensus rankings, depending on where you looked, it could be anywhere from 10 to 13. So, uh, consensus rating rankings about 11 and a half or 12, whatever you want to do. But one of the biggest little hiccups in the day is, was Deontay Goodwin, which was our only five-star in the whole class, um, he was going to commit early and then he was like, nah, just kidding. I need a little bit more time. Um, ends up committing later on in the day. Uh, from what I heard, apparently like Mel Tucker was absolutely pleading with him right before he was signing. Cause he was like on the phone talking to Mel Tucker, which is Michigan state's coach, um, just pleading for him to come there. And he said, I'm staying home. Obviously, a big time get by the cats. Anytime you're going up and you're competing with the big guys, you can expect stuff like that to happen. I'm really glad he chose to stay home because I do think he's going to be a special player. Me too. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, I, I was just waiting for Hunter to respond because I feel like I've been chipping on Zach's calls. I, I mean, I like what he's saying. So uh, I'm just, like I said, waiting for Hunter to say something. He's a smart guy, man. There you go. Yeah, y'all obviously don't know this guy very well. And, um, <laughs> but one thing I will agree with Zach on, but I'm going to say it first, so it's my point. Uh, Jacoby Alberts was one of the biggest surprises. He flipped from uh, Auburn. Maybe Tayshawn Manning, who was at Auburn, told him to, you know, come to, come to UK. Tayshawn uh, Manning is – the offensive guard we got from Auburn. He's using his final year of eligibility for us transferring. And um, that's a home run. That guy is an absolute athlete. Zach knows more about him. So I'm going to give this man the floor. Take it away. First of all, did anybody ever think that they would hear the sentence that Kentucky flipped an Auburn commit? <clears throat> maybe, bas maybe basketball. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the only way. Uh, the kid's going to be a talent. He is an athletic specimen, 4-4-40 with a 40-inch vertical. The only question I've got about him is what side of the ball is he going to play in? Is he going to be a Will Levis target, or is he going to be a ball hawk for Brad White? I think he can play either. I think he's got the talent and the skills to do either one. be really interesting to see how UK chooses to use him. Hey. I couldn't agree more, but um, I'll say this. Uh, not so much about him in particular, but it, just more about the program itself. It just shows how far that we've come in, honestly, a short period of time to not only keep your two biggest – your biggest – best, one of the best recruiters, I mean, ever in Vince Morrow and your defensive coordinator, Brad White, and just – and getting these guys to come in from other schools and, you know, getting better – ready to recruits it's just all happening all coming together 
Liam, Liam Cohen also has had a lot to do with that. People really, especially offensive players, really think that um, if they get in his offense, he can prepare him for the league, and it's starting to show. Well, he came from the league, and that means yeah. a lot to these guys. Obviously, their end goal is to go play in the NFL, and you're playing for a guy who's been there, done that, coached those guys, and knows what to do to prep you to get there. Yeah, I mean – we we got we got some solid offensive weapons. I'll just rattle through them. I mean, we got Jacoby Alberts, which he's going to play on whichever side of the ball he wants. I think that's they're just going to let him choose, right? We got Dane Key, we got Tavion Robinson, which was a transfer from Virginia Tech. He's got actual good numbers. That's um, instant impact right there. Oh Tavion yeah, Robinson is an instant impact. He's <clears> going to walk on the field on day one and catch passes. And shout out to Wandell Robinson getting it done off the field too. He was touring this man around and he said, how about you come to Kentucky and do what I did and get this six figure uh, mortgage NIL <laughs> deal. And, you know, maybe come back, you know, those two coming back together, you know, uniting Ooh. as one dude, imagine <laughs> that. Oh, that gives Ooh. me chills. Yeah, that, I, I just think – I think the, the way that this this offense has just 360 changed from Eddie Grand's little boring, basic, just pump-and-dump type crap. I mean, like, our, our screen passes look better this year. Our deep balls look better this year. Our running looks better this year. I mean – it's just it's it's crazy how much a difference one coach can make. And the fact that, you know, just like Hunter was saying, Brad White turning down the LSU defensive coordinator position is huge. There's no way they didn't offer that guy more money than what we're offering him. And now I'm sure he's going to get a raise just, you know, by luck, but I just think it it's crazy what we've done and what Stoops has accomplished in his tenure. Uh, what he's been here next year will be 10 years. So, you know, we're we're here to stay. I mean, I I'm I'm really excited about this football team. We've hit that next level now. You know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't hear of our coaches even being considered by top jobs like that and just last year we lost clink to michigan state and then brad white goes down and interviews at lsu and our head coach has been named for how many new job openings this year yeah that's what happens and that's how you know you've hit that next echelon in college football i agree completely i mean stoops i was reading some of his interviews uh, about about signing day and um, he's even mentioned as far as he's ready to sacrifice some money for some of these guys uh, because he he specifically said in this statement, we all know I'm paid too much. Uh, I think Stoops has uh, always been a team player, and he's always he, – from day one, man, I mean, he said he set out for a mission, and, and the mission is not done yet. Uh, job not finished, like Kobe would say. But uh, he's, he's really pushing an initiative to be one of the top SEC schools uh, and do, for one of our coaches, like Zach said, to get recruited to LSU or one of those power five schools, it's always been a, a high impact in the SEC and the National Football League period. Uh, it's, it's just crazy to think about, uh, you know, five to ten years ago, we were going three and eight. Now we're going nine and three uh, and winning games consistently. So it's, uh, it's really awesome to see.
Now I know Jerry and Hunter have one guy that they for sure have a little bit of personal attachment to. Uh, who was that, Jerry? All right. So I just want to I just want to go ahead and, and spill some uh, some facts on you. So we got this uh, guy coming out of the recruiting class. Uh, he's obviously not uh, somebody that you're going to talk about because he doesn't do all the offense and run the ball and he doesn't run uh, the fastest speeds in the nation, but he does have one heck of a leg. And that's what uh, our hometown produces, Bull County. Uh, we got Jackson Smith. Uh, he's a native, like I said, from Bull County. He went up through the program started as a, a Woodlawn Colt and made his all the way up to a Rebel, and now he's going to be a Wildcat. Uh, and, and that's the thing about Bull County. They don't just produce uh, excellent sports analysts. They also produce legs. Uh, for example, uh, back in 2002 on the 30-0 thir the uh, streak that Bull County had, uh, Taylor Begley, another leg out of uh, Boyle County, played for UK. Uh, he, he hit 50-yard he, he field goals like they were nothing. We watched Jackson Smith at the uh, the state final game this year, me and Hunter. Uh, he was warming up at the 50-yard line. The guy's got a leg. I watched his huddle tape. He's kicking balls from the 10-yard the line and flipping the field, and it's going to the five, pinning people back in the five-yard line. It's, it's a leg and something that a lot of teams are struggling. I mean, watch the NFL. Look how many people are missing field goals and uh, messing up on punts and different things like that. So, uh, kicker, it's, it's essential. And like I said, uh, he's coming from Hunter and I's uh, hometown, Old Bull County. And uh, like I said, this year they won the, the state championship. And uh, Jackson Smith had a big, uh, big part in that because he was flipping the field on them all night long. So, it's pretty cool to see. Shout out Cole Lanner. Also, another Kentucky recruit coming from the same school. He's going to be in the receiving class. He, uh, it's a tough receiving class for him to go into, man. He's going to have to show out to get some playing time. But uh, we'll see how he does. But yeah, Jackson Smith, five star. I mean, one of the one of the best kickers in the country. He made a fifty-seven yarder in eighth grade. I mean, like I, Jared said, you know, great leg and all this. But yeah, he made a fifty-seven yard field goal as an eighth grader. So I'm pretty hyped. I mean. I got a story about Taylor Begley, though, and he – I know he remembers this, but um, one time when I was – I uh, – one of – his mom used to be my teacher. No, not his mom. Sorry. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's uh, – This is going great. This story yeah, is a great story. Taylor <laughs> had a person he knew. <laughs> his aunt used to be my teacher, and he was at my school one day when I was, like, in fifth grade, and it was right – when he was in the time that, you know, he was playing or right after he got done playing at Kentucky. And he missed a pretty clutch field goal against Florida. It, it would have put us over the top. You know, we wouldn't have been talking about 26 years. We'd have been talking about, like, 15, 10 years. And, like, everybody was – he was at the school. Everybody was talking to him or whatever. And I was, like, you know, 10 years old. And I was like, Taylor, why would you miss it? <laughs> and, you know, uh, <laughs> it – he, I don't. He didn't know what to say. I, I, I mean, everybody was. Everybody couldn't believe I said it. But yeah, I said it. I didn't know any better. What are you talking about? You would have said that now. Yeah, no would have. But I have some coot about me now. Yeah. So, so just to recover some of uh, Taylor Begley's, uh, uh, you know, reputation as a as a Bull County Rebel, he was ninety seven for ninety eight and extra points and seventeen of twenty in field goals for one hundred and forty eight points. Broke the national record for points by a kicker in a season and tied the national mark for a uh, state record for field goals made. So I'm just saying, a guy had a leg. He might have missed one field goal in college, but uh, he was a good he was a good guy. Even though ten year old Hunter roasted him, he was a great great kicker. 
we haven't had – I mean, Austin McGinnis was the next one that you can even think of that was yeah. like him. But. Well, I mean, but, like, he wouldn't have been been able to kick that many extra points if it weren't for Hunter's cousin, right? Yeah, old Jacob right? Tammy. Jacob yeah. Tammy, yeah. Yeah, score, scoring hella touchdowns, I'm sure. Like, uh, I don't have his stats. Jerry, you got stats on hand? Uh, I could pull them out, but they did they, they did go 30-0 that season, so that was Jacob's year. Hmm. Andre Woodson throwing the rock helped out a lot, too, when he was at Kentucky. <laughs> no, no, Andre Woodson went to Bull County, too. Bull County's got everybody. <laughs> Actually, everybody comes from Bull County. Actually, yeah. uh, Michael Vick played there, Lynn Bowden. It's it's a heard, known fact. I heard yeah. Tom Brady was there, but he was undiscovered still. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't starter. He, he, Brad, he Calipari, didn't start. Brad Calipari played there one time. Well, that, that's, uh, that's the truth. I've got a guy in this in this signing class that's. Uh, I think the fans are going to really like him because our fans seem to really jail and connect with Eastern Kentucky players. You go by Cash Daniel, Grant Bingham coming out of Johnson Central, four star guy. 6'4", 310, offensive lineman. This kid is going to come in. He's going to put his boots on, and he's going to go to work every day for that program because every Kentucky boy's dream is the suit up in the blue and white, and he's been no different. That's a Eastern Kentucky boy, high-profile high recruit. I think the fans are going to really like him, and I think he's going to be an asset. I think he's going to be a really good addition to this team. Well, he better be good because our 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 defensive front is it's looking good. Cahill Sanders, uh, Khalil Sanders, sorry, not Cahill, um, Khalil Sanders, um, Oxendine. I doubt uh, our boy up in, up front. I'm Marquez. He, I think he's gone. But you know, we're we're gonna have a solid defensive front, and uh, you know. One of the the Wade brother, not De Destin. What's the other one's name? Keaton. Yeah, Keaton. He's going to be a good edge defender. I mean, this class is filled with some studs, and some one of the guys that actually turned out to be bet better for us is the Carlos Nicholson. We talked about him being a cornerback. Um, he actually flipped to Mississippi State. They got the last uh, official visit before the dead period so he he flipped to mississippi state which you know best luck to him um and then chris bogle he went to michigan state instead he said it was going to be a better opportunity for him to play immediately um but yeah i mean it would have been nice to have some help for weaver it would have been nice to have uh, some some more secondary help but we got zafraser six four apparently he's a lot like chris westry and Chris Westry did really well for us. So um, that's some big shoes to fill getting those comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Westry did well. Now, if he's anything like Lonnie Johnson, uh, me, me and Hunter, I, I always was talking about how good I thought Lonnie Johnson was. And uh, it that, that one turned out to be right. But whenever Lonnie Johnson missed, he missed big. It was a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, I, every single time, um, every single time that, we would even bring up Lonnie Johnson. It seemed like there was a 75-yard touchdown that he'd get thrown on, and Hunter would just look at me and be like, yeah, he's real good, isn't he? <laughs> uh, well, guys, he, he, he proved himself. He did. 
I wanted to get on here and uh, talk about the signing day and kind of give my take on some stuff. I unfortunately have a, another commitment that I got to bounce to. You guys take it home for us. And Hunter, good luck with that freestyle, man. I can't wait to go back and listen to this episode just so I can hear that. And <laughs> just since Zach's still in here, he can, he can go. But to talk about his man, Grant Bingham, I, I've seen him play. He is big. And he, I mean, he's a man amongst boys out there in high school. He's quick for his size. I think he can, I think he can be good. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing you gotta, you gotta look at whenever you look at guys that are playing in, you know, these like really weird States or, you know, really like not very good competition is you gotta look at, are they producing against guys that really don't have very much skill and Bingham, he, he did. He has really good uh he has really good stats, so I'm I'm looking forward to him as well. I mean, I Jared and I got to see him play in the state championship game because Boyle played Johnson Central. And I mean, this man, he stood out. You can yeah, he's he a big was. guy. Big guy. Who you said weird state he played in Kentucky. I played no, three. no, like so Kentucky is notorious for having terrible players. Okay. True, yeah, That's yeah, just, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, like we're getting guys that are from, you know, like Pennsylvania, Delaware, like guys like that. And, yeah. you know, when you see guys that go to states like that or are, you know, from states like that, you, you want to see them actually produce. Now, hopefully it isn't the Matt Elam effect where, you know, he puts up these ridiculous numbers and then he comes to Kentucky and it's just like, oh, well, that was only a really bad flop. He looked um, good coming off the bus, man. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Well, and, and Coop, you mentioned two new north northeastern north northeastern states. Well, excuse me, northeastern well, states, and uh, and Stoop specifically said that was two regions were really hard to recruit out of. So if we got some guys from Delaware and Pennsylvania, that's awesome because, uh, like I said, I, our our class is unrenounced. It's going to be a good year. Uh, Alex Safari, I just want to talk about this real quick because we're talking about DBs. He's going to be an immediate impact this kid I, go watch his huddle film i watched you know two clips today and i said i i called cooper right after and i said cooper alex safari he's gonna be the next Deion sanders for kentucky i mean we're comparing people to Deion sanders and hall of famers alex safari he played literally every position in his huddle highlight tape i'm talking from kickoff return punt return he was playing quarterback he played running back he was the he was the sole offense for a cincinnati team and we know what comes out of you know big states like you know uh, ohio and football states right so the kid uh i watched one specific clip i remember it was on the goal line the fullback had the ball i'm talking not just like any other fullback i'm talking uh, two, 275 uh, meat and taters kind of kid tried to run him over, and Alex Safari stood him up on the one and took him straight to the dirt. That kid is going to be uh, – I'm excited. I'm excited for him. I, I love somebody that's a headhunter, and he's a headhunter for the defense. Uh, I think he's going to be real good. Hunter, I got to – I got to – I just before, – before you say one more thing, I just want you to read this name real quick. Uh, I sent it in the, in the Zoom chat. Do you see it? Yeah, uh, where's he? Where, where, what positions he play? Need to know. Defensive line. <laughs> where's he from? Delaware. Can you, send it, can you send it one more time so I can look at it once more? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say I, I apologize for this. 
Okay, yeah, hundred. That, that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Durage. I don't know. I don't know how you say it either. Oh, Tommy, what? Duro J. Duro J. Would you, Coop? Would you Durage. research where we got from Delaware and Pennsylvania? Did you look and see who we had coming? No, no, no. Okay. I already, I already knew that we had somebody from uh, Delaware. I just didn't know which one it was, and then I saw it, and I was like, I cannot say that name. So <laughs> I, I had to, I had to get Hunter to go ahead and uh read butcher that one it. off yeah yeah i just wanted to see if anybody else would butcher it too and clearly i mean i'm just shocked all of us can read really so like not the yet. fact that all of us can read that's a win i'm not even qualified to be on this podcast i don't know how i'm here but man we're not qualified to bet either no <laughs> but we horrible. did you faded all of us you were a millionaire after the what seven days mm-hmm. you weren't a millionaire but you definitely made like at least like two grand close to it mm-hmm all right. Well, uh, let's go on to our next topic. Nay, you cut me off. All right. Go ahead. All right. It ain't that important, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Right. Um, Kentucky, you know, with all these guys coming in, especially defense, they got some big shoes to fill because Kentucky's got an entire defense in the league right now. Like you could, I mean, we got a lot of defensive players in the league. We got a couple offenses, but it's mostly defensive guys that you hear out there. I mean, Chris Westry. I mean, Mike Edwards. Uh, who's playing for the Redskins? What's his name? Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. <clears throat> I mean, we got Josh guys. Allen. Yeah, for you know, he's pretty important. <laughs> well, he's pretty important for the least important team out there. And um, Jerry wanted me to bring this up. Urban Meyer got the can. He probably got <laughs> health issues during the year. That's why he didn't do too good. Uh, <laughs> I saw an interview today of Tom Brenneman interviewing Urban Meyer at the Reds game, and for not, for, those, for those of you that don't know, Tom Brenneman was a Reds announcer for a long time. His dad was a legend, and he kind of, you know, slandered the family name by dropping the F-bomb, not the F-word, but the, uh, yeah. I don't know how to say it, yeah, and uh, on air, and I saw an interview with him interviewing Urban Meyer today talking about faith and <laughs> this and that. <laughs> Yeah, it was, not that not that F word either. It it was yeah. it was the it was the handshake, man. That's what sunk Urban Meyer. And you know, honestly, I think he's he's gonna go on to coach uh the the football team that did not exist. I can't remember what they're called. Uh what was that team that came out that uh had a bunch of people that are like 30 year olds that were playing oh, high school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. that team called? It's like it's like it's like Bishop Sycamore. Bishop yeah, Sycamore, yeah. Bishop he's gonna be the new head coach yeah. for Bishop Sycamore. I saw that on the internet today and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that makes sense. Well, yeah. When I, I heard mean, that story first. I was, you know, hearing of a bunch of guys who didn't have, you know, weren't even supposed to be there. I was thinking it was going to be like some gridiron gang, you know, <laughs> old school brawlers, but they were just some scrubs off the street that got waxed. Yeah. Dude, that's what happens when you go against IMG Academy. I don't yeah. care if, and unless Bull County shows up. I mean, ain't that, I mean, they ain't got a chance, Coop. Yeah. But no, Bull County would beat him. Neon, Neon Sanders, he's playing back there. Um, you know, we, we got we, we got the whole squad over at Boyle County. I mean, what what do y'all not have? Oh, Cooper, Cooper. I'm yeah. sorry, but we got to backtrack to the kicker uh, analogy. You, I completely forgot to put this in there. Uh, we had an attempted walk on. His name was Addison Coffee. Uh, he was also <laughs> from Boyle County. Had one heck of a leg. Uh, he was just he was just depleted from my uh, exaggeration and uh, 
really excitement from Jackson Smith. But yeah, and Taylor Begley, two two legendary kickers. We also had a substitute, uh, Addison Coffey. Uh, he tried, but he had a pretty good leg. He went wide left on one uh, to knock us out of the oh state uh, finals game. Uh, that might hurt his feelings <laughs> that I mentioned that, but uh, yeah, he kind of messed it up for us. That, we could have went. We could have went to state. To the right. Thank you. Was it to the right? right? I don't know, but I do know that it, you can't blame him for walking on. And Austin McGinnis was in front of him. What was he supposed to do? Beat him <laughs> out because he's from Bull County, like all the other legends do. Exactly. <laughs> So you, you think Mike? You think Mike Didka made that excuse whenever he went to Bull County? No. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I I I hope uh, he listens to this because uh, he he really likes in Catholic. I remember the day he missed. So yeah, he'll live in infamy at Bull County for that. Just Jared Perry, Jared Perry snapped the ball. I, it was kind of on him, I'd say. Yeah, it's partially on him too. So, so is it is it kind of like uh, what is it Ace Ventura? It's like laces out, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. I, well, guys, it, I, I think it's about time um, for us to get to the best part of the podcast. Uh, let's just go ahead and get it over with. Um, so let's get beat, and we're gonna get it popping. I already picked out the beat for Hunter. Congratulations, Hunter. I can't wait for you to get this popping. So we're going to go in one second. Whenever I get my timer up, I'm going to make you go for the whole 30 seconds, son. All right. All right. Three, two, one. And. Come on, Timmy. Give me a minute. Okay. Yeah, my name's Hunter, and I sell fish and bait. Had a bad week of sports, haters are gonna hate. I'm out here spitting these bars to Chalka Pal, Lightning McQueen from cars. Glad this freestyle is I'm a over. My name's Hunter Anderson, and let me start over. Good Chalka Pal, Lightning McQueen from cars. Any girl here in this, come on over, because I'm out here and I'm sitting these bars. We gonna live and learn how to speak, throwing heat, heat, heat on this beat, beat, beat. I'm glad this is over and I won't repeat. <laughs> Dude, that was bars. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That was worth every bit of it. That was awesome. What? Uh, I was 10 out of 10 actually hoping that Zach lost because I cannot imagine his <laughs> – like, he's probably heard five five rap songs in his life. So. What about Colton, man? That would have been good to see, too. Uh, yeah, Colton would have cussed for sure. Uh, yeah, had to, keep, had to keep it clean. You know? <laughs> Look, Hunter, was, Hunter was literally like Dr. Seuss in there. It was, it was, it was surgical, dude. I appreciate the bars. Like, I, I might have to listen to that on the way to work tonight. Redfish, oh, bluefish. <laughs> you're supposed to rhyme. I mean, you got to rap in your rhymes, or else you know, you just—it's not a rap. Just don't work like that. Oh, that was awesome! Well, round of applause for you, Hunter. That was awesome. I really, I really think you did a good job, and I appreciate you being a good sport about it. Um, but yeah, so let's let's get back to the sports talk. Unless you want to say something about the betting betting challenge, because I know I think you did want to say something about it. You wanted to protest it or something? Yeah, I mean, basically, um, 
I got a little proposition for us here. Um, if okay, so this I, this was originally my going to be my way to try to get out of this rap because I didn't think I was going to have to rap till next week. So I didn't. I wasn't prepared. For nothing. <laughs> but freestyle, baby. Give me. You all. I got a proposition here. You can say no, or you can feel free to tweak the terms. <clears throat> you all give me two different picks. That's it. Just want two picks to pick a plus five hundred or bigger money line underdog. Give me two tries at it, and if I do it and they win outright, then you two both have to conjoin freestyle rap for one whole minute on the next show. I, I mean, I, I like the idea. I, I honestly, I've I've even went to as far as because I like this betting challenge. I think we should go as far as someone has to get on the side of a street corner oh with, uh, with a sign and say, I'm a horrible sports better. I need the cash and or some kind of sign that they're begging for money. And we get to at least put a video on social media of you with a cardboard <clears throat> sign and look like a hobo on the side. You know, of the road. I'm in. I think we should do it for at least two weeks on that, maybe a full month. But I'm in. I'm in for that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with that, dude. I'm. I'm in with any any sort of challenge. I don't know if Zach will be in for the whole month, uh, at least until his Christmas break starts. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'll he'll do something because I know it's been really busy for him here recently. But um, I'm sure I'm sure Colton would be in for it because uh, he'd like to do anything, and maybe we'll get one more guy on it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like but, like I said, you got to beg for money, and it's got to be on the side of the street corner, and it has to be for a, a little bit of time. We'll we'll get more fine details, but I think it'll be hilarious. At least like forty five minutes or an hour, you know, at least an hour. And busy probably. street too here in Lexington. I yeah. want something where everybody's gonna see you. No, and Cooper has to do it in Miami at night. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, Cooper's yeah. is gonna be a little different because you're gonna have to do it. Uh, Mine's gonna be way busier than yours. If yeah, I do it, if I did it in Tampa, a million people might see me. <laughs> that's fine, dude. It's your reputation. You got You can't shower for that whole entire. You got to like miss a shower or something. You dude, uh, you think I shower here, dude? Water no. way too expensive. I, I see you right now. It looks like you haven't showered in two weeks. I'm I'm invisible though. So yeah, yeah. Invisible. You can't even afford the webcam. I don't want to yeah. hear it. <laughs> Times are tough, man. Sorry, you guys uh, in for the uh, or in for the uh, underdog thing plus five hundred or better. Continue. Absolutely, yeah, we're in. Absolutely, yeah. But that so I'll pick, I'll pick it before this show's over, just so I don't have any time to do any research. I'll pick two picks before this show's even over. I'll say them on here, but so, they'll be any time between like now and like this weekend, so we can they'll be over before next week's show. Okay, so like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. So they both have to win, or just one? No, just just one of them has to win. Okay, I'll get two I thought you. Okay, all right, plus five hundred. Yeah, 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 no, no, but dude, if one of your plus five hundred hits, oh yeah, I'm definitely in, man. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I'm a, I, I want to get back to one one more thing. So, um, about the national signing day, then we can move on to uh maybe a, one or one or two more things, but really we've been on this for a little while, so we don't really have to do anything else, but um, so Kentucky can sign up to 10 more players. So what would be something you guys would, would like to see? Now I, 
I mean, I personally think that, you know, you can never have too many weapons on offense. So if we can get like maybe one more wide receiver that has experience. Um, and then definitely for me, I want to, I want to get some offensive tackle experience and maybe an edge rusher. So what do y'all think? Um, I'm on, I'm on the side of, you know, the defense sounds like it's coming together. Uh, and I agree with you in the sec, you want to put up some points. So there's nothing wrong with going after more offense. Uh, I think it starts at at the uh, O line, and and the more experience we can get there, the better. I agree. the uh, The O line needs, you know, it doesn't need a lot of work, but I mean, the more more depth you have, because as the season goes on, people get injured, and now with COVID and all the restrictions, you got people that'll go out 15, 20 minutes before the game, and then who's your replacement? So you always want to have that guy that you can, you know, the next next guy up kind of mentality uh, in the offense, and I think. Uh, you can't have too many running backs either because, you know, like I said, there, we got tons of talent pool on the offensive side and defensive side. And we got a lot of guys coming in and out. And uh, I just think I think offense, we just keep focusing on that to, to go up against a school like Georgia or Alabama, LSU, SEC schools. you got to put up points and uh, the, the better your offense is, the more chance you have doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I totally agree. I, I totally agree with that. Um, Hunter left us for the second time in the podcast. Um, so I'm just going to fluff it until he comes back on. Cause apparently he's coming back, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously one other thing that, you know, we could, that, that we definitely need is another linebackers coach. Um, we did lose John Summerall. Uh, which sucks, but congratulations to him. I know this is the second week that we're talking about this, but uh, some of the things that I've heard that could possibly happen is Matt House, which he used to be uh, Kentucky's defensive coordinator, and then also Mark Stoops' brother, Mike Stoops. I think that, that you know, the Mike Stoops route, I know he's tried to get done a time or two, um, but, you know, there's just been some – some weird things going on uh, that don't allow him to get him. But do you know of anybody that you can think of that you possibly might, you know, want to see there? I mean, maybe Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, Urban Meyer. We go even crazy at saying Dion just leaves JSU and comes on over, and uh, he brings that you know top <clears throat> commit to us. We just have the ultimate uh, defense of. Uh, front that you could ever think of would be like Georgia uh, or Alabama, you know, if yeah. we have all those commits. Well, the, I mean, uh, honestly, he does have a tie to Kentucky because he did go to Bull County. So, yeah, um, uh, you know, he grew up a lifelong Kentucky fan. I mean, I think that's I think that's pretty well known. Uh, yeah, and his base when he played baseball and instead of playing baseball, he uh, he he really liked to talk about his football pastime, you know, because he was yeah. predominantly a baseball player. I don't know if the people on the podcast know that Dion he he really was good with uh, baseball, but football was a second nature for him or second second thing that he did. Uh, mm -hmm. But during baseball, he talked about Bull County and uh, how he hit a lot of dingers there, and when uh, when he went on to win five national championships uh, with. Uh, the baseball teams, you know, the MLB and stuff like that and sports, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I mean, it's, uh, 
He's a, he's a national treasure, man. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, Nicholas Cage might come and try to find him. Got to watch out for that guy. Yeah. You see that new Nicholas Cage um, movie? No. Yeah, it's called Nicholas Cage. It's just about him? Yeah, it's about his life. <laughs> no way. I swear. I swear. It's like a, it's almost like the movie's like a meme, you know? It's, what? it's, dude, yeah, I swear. It's, it's like a real thing. It's like, it's like, it talks about like why he fell off. It's not a documentary either. Like, it's like, it's like a legit, it's like a legit thing. He didn't fall off, right? Well, it's it, it, like why he hasn't taken acting roles and stuff, but like, it's uh, like made to be like a comedy, well, I believe. Have you, well, I was going to say National Treasure. I mean, that's the greatest role of all time. He didn't need any other movies. Gosh. Have you I watched thought, that movie recently? I, dude, yes. Like, all of them are good, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not just like, oh, this one's good. No, all of them are good. <laughs> Legitimately, yeah. And it, it's, like, very believable, too, in my opinion. I mean, you know, Con Air, that's a classic, too. Um, yep, yep. And then he was in – Knight Rider, did he do that or no? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ghost Rider, yeah. It's another yeah. good movie. And it, it, Okay, this is going to show my age here, but isn't Knight Rider, isn't that... Uh... That's the car, dude. Yeah, that's the car, yeah. Yeah, come on, Kit and all that. You don't know that stuff? Come on. Well, I'm young. We're both well, young. You, we know that. I mean, you, you you called it Knight Rider, okay? I don't want to hear it. I right? know. At least I, I knew. Mean, I know. Mistake. <laughs> where's, where's... What is Hunter doing? I don't know, but I think I've fluffed enough. Um, we're going to move on. So... Uh, us, us, we're going to talk a little bit about UK basketball and then we're going to call it, call it a night. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Hunter's probably not going to end up joining back. If he does great. If, if not great. Um, but so Kentucky basketball did lose to Notre Dame. I think a lot of you all know that. Um, but you know, they just really, they squandered there at the end. Um, Kentucky was up eight. Uh, they're yeah, they're up um, five points with eight minutes left, and then Notre Dame went on eleven to one run. So big swing of events there, and Notre Dame had no business winning this game. Those tons of wasted possessions on like one pass or less. We got to get the ball to the machine, man. We just we just got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar is awesome i didn't think he'd be this good on offense but he is um ty ty really struggled on defense and you know it just seemed like we were too dependent on um the machine so you know i don't think kentucky will shoot this badly again um went two for 19 on threes congratulations hunter has made it back to the podcast but yeah so i i, I think i think um i don't think we're ever going to shoot this badly again for uh, from the three but who knows uh well i i just to just to talk about it i mean we, before the podcast we were talking about how the this weekend's game got canceled uh with ohio state but uh, I think the Louisville game will be pretty pretty cool to watch uh, comparative to the season and everything. I, honestly, until the first of the year, I haven't watched a lot of Kentucky basketball, but I did uh, place some money on Kentucky against Notre Dame, and they fumbled the bag hard. Uh, and like you said, it went on an 11-to-1 run. And it's just like, you know, that's just coachable things, right? So how to finish a game out. Some of these younger guys need to understand, like, uh, the possession arrow really matters when the time comes down to the nitty gritty and controlling the ball uh, matters because you can let a 
a really junk team come back on you and embarrass you. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think they should have lost at all. Uh, and that's why the rankings really hadn't changed either. So I think they'll, they'll be all right. They just got to grow up a little bit. Yeah, uh, Kentucky's trying to pick up a game <clears throat> this weekend, right? Have you seen any news about that? Or, I mean, I just I, – I, I saw that, like, uh, Iona wanted to play them, which is I did see uh, that, yeah. Rick, Rick Patino. But the issue is I believe Kentucky and Iona kind of are in this pickle situation where, like, they probably want to play each other for, you know, just that hype of Rick Patino versus Kentucky – but um, Iona, they're supposed to play in Madison Square Garden, and Kentucky is supposed to play in Las Vegas. Yeah. So I think Kentucky needs to pull out the trump card like they do with uh, Indiana if they want to get this done and just be like, you got to come to us, like fit the bill for that game and just come to us. Um, but I've heard they could possibly just play North Carolina. Yeah, that's what I saw too. Yeah, which I, I think mean, it'll be a great game. Yeah, I, I think it could. I think it could be a good game. But uh, you know, I think our cats are they're, they're pretty they're, they're really close to being like really good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's just it, it's the little things right now. We kind of have a tough stretch coming on. Uh, well, we would have definitely had one if we had Ohio State, um, but we've got. Uh, Louisville next, Missouri, High Point, and LSU. LSU is pretty solid. So, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, we've got a lot to prove this year. Um, a lot of people were saying we we're overrated, overrated, overrated. Well, we might be. <laughs> Based off of last week, we might be. So, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's not as rough as a season as last year. So far, we've already got more wins just about than we had until, like, April. So, I think we're doing just fine thus far. So, it's nothing UK fans have to worry about too much. Yeah, we'll be fine. It doesn't – I mean, college basketball just – I mean, this is why I don't really get behind <clears throat> it until, you know, the start of the next year is because, you know, these games, they don't really matter this time of year. No. <clears throat> no, not really. But it, I think it, it, it will be interesting to see – how Shaden Sharp is able to affect this team because we should have him for the uh, maybe the Missouri game. I think the Missouri game is the first game he would be like quote unquote eligible to play. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, he is from what I've heard is a guy who can come in and make an impact immediately, but that is to be seen. We'll have to see what happens with him. Yep. I, I agree. Like I said, uh, as I mentioned before, you just got to grow up, got to do the little things, got to do them right. That's how old machine works. I mean, we've seen Kentucky go undefeated. I'm glad they got a couple of losses because uh, you know what happens when you go undefeated. You lose when it, when it matters most. So <laughs> I'd rather them just lose now and, and learn a little bit before they get to that point. I still remember that game. And what was it, 2017? Yeah. I was on spring break coming back with uh, senior year of high school. So, yeah, like 20, actually, that was 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015. So, I was coming back from spring break, and me and my buddies were like, all right, let's stop in Nashville. We're going to stop at like a Hooters or something like that, get some wings and watch the game. First half, we were like, heck yeah, this is awesome. This is going great. You know, we're going to, we're going to go into the national championship undefeated. And then Frank the Tank said, 
Just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my heart was broken. The, the rest of the trip back, it, I mean, we got we got back at like 3 a.m. or something like that. Rest of the trip, we didn't say one word. <laughs> was that was that with your pal Cody? Just curious. Oh yeah, yeah, Cody. Yeah, Cody was there. I, I remember you guys talking about that trip. Um, I was in Mallard's, aka the shutdown restaurant that now is Southland at uh, in Boyle County. But yeah, I was at Mallard's at work, and uh, I, it's a holy place. Yeah, uh, well, it's closed now, but uh, I was I was working at a as a young tot at a sports bar and grill. And I walked outside and, you know, you could hear people chanting and going, woo. And then like after the second half, everybody was like, oh, this is rough. When they lost, it was real bad. People were yeah. throwing stuff. I had to clean it up. You know, that was, you know, it's bad. Jerry didn't have no time to, to be going around and, and watching the game. He was out there grinding for dollars, tips, needed that moolah. Yeah, I was a bus boy. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, well, you're you're on to bigger and better things. Well, uh, Hunter, you got anything you wanted to add? Because w- while you're gone, we actually talked about the Kentucky offseason needs and what we might need. Yeah, because we have ten possible players that we can sign. So, what what did you think about it? You gotta unmute yourself. <laughs> Good call, Coop. We're uh, just trying to be courteous of other people and not make noises while they're talking. But um, I just think that we're losing a big chunk of that offensive line. That's kind of scaring me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we still got Eli Cox coming back, though. I mean, honestly, midseason, he was like an All-American. I mean, that dude was honestly a stud. He was the best at jumping on Chris Rodriguez's fumbles, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it seemed like, it, it seriously it seemed like every single time that that Chris Rod would fumble this guy was, it was like number covered by Eli Cox and it's like dude how <laughs> that was 35 yards down the field hey coach don't worry about it I got that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I mean really my main just my main concern is really just the tackle spot because we've got Tayshawn Manning coming in um got Eli Cox at the other uh guard position uh, replacing Luke Fortner, and then I, I'd say we're gonna probably gonna have to we're gonna have to get a new center, but we'll we'll see. I mean, Kentucky's known for having a pretty solid offensive line year in year out, so hopefully we're able to you know get someone from the transfer portal. I'm sure that we're we're going to. I know there was a guy that was from Rutgers. I forgot his name, but he was some guy that definitely had potential to be signing to us. So uh, that's something to watch out for. But, uh, oh, one thing we that I almost forgot that we're going to start doing is we're doing an interesting story or funny story um, from now on. And uh, I'll go first because I don't know if anyone else prepped this because we said we we're going to do it, but we didn't really – no. So it can either be a story that happened to you. It can be, you know, just something, so, just something, some, some funny story could be sports related, can, can not be sports related. Um, but one thing I saw was uh, yesterday, actually, two zebras got caught in Maryland and they had been on the run since August. So those zebras were just running around Maryland. 
for four months just giving the cops the wig, son. We need to get we need to get. I mean, geez, OP. Um, there was three, but apparently one got caught like you know a month into it. So we don't want he that guy. He didn't rat out his homies though, man. Respect. Oh, yeah. Well, I, to talk about escaping animals, uh, I, just another thing: a panda escaped from a zoo. Uh, in Beijing and China, you know, across the country. And it, it got out for a while until it eventually was lured back into uh, its cage. That's the same scenario with the panda. Uh, obviously, it's a, a prized possession of the Chinese. It's endangered. So they had to do like, like they did some kind of random food ritual thing where they like baited it back in. And it was very delicate because they didn't want uh, to cause stress or harm to the panda. But yeah, it escaped its uh, zoo at uh in Beijing. All right, Hunter, what's your animal story? Mine's a sports story. Boom. Uh, come straight out of Georgia. Uh, I don't really understand how this happened. Um, it's pretty just crazy, honestly. Uh, Georgia Southern women's basketball beat Carver College 133 to 15. Yes, 133 to 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carver <laughs> Col- I don't know where Carver College came from. They had seven players in this game. And they all – everyone played. Coach tried them all. All seven got some <laughs> serious minutes out there. They, went, they almost got the right formation. <laughs> they, that close. They, they went six for 49 uh, for a whopping 12% from the field. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they, this can't be real, man. Where are you getting this from? Come on. They started the game with a double technical somehow. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how. You can look it up. Georgia Southern women's basketball, one hundred and thirty-three to fifteen. This was only like a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. They shot. They shot twelve percent. I don't know. It doesn't say. I'm looking at the stats. I, I doesn't say how many turnovers they had. I'm trying to find that. They had forty-nine. Yeah. 49 turnovers. Yeah. Um, oh, my that, God. That, um, that's something I have not heard of. That's uh, – I, I don't know. Um, Georgia Southern, if you go to their stats, everyone pretty much was in double figures. I mean, nobody, like, went off, but 18, 17, 15, 11, 11, 12, <laughs> 11, 10, 15. Every single person on their team actually scored. Um, they shot. They shot. They shot the ball eighty-nine times, sixty percent. So they only made. They only made five threes as well, and scored one hundred thirty-three points. So I. That's all. That's what I got to say about that one. I don't know if you all saw that or what, but yeah, I did not, and I, that's ridiculous. I thought that was going to be the world record or like the record, but actually uh, that's not the biggest point margin between two schools. Uh, it trails the record of 190, 129 points set by Savannah State when they beat Westland, Georgia, 155 to 26 in 2018. Just imagine getting beat that bad. No, hold up, hold up. Let me let me pause you there because, because I was going to say, if – our intramural basketball team would have had to finish that game. It would have been that bad. Hey, we I got had three we, threes. We got beat that was 72 
to nine. I remember it. 72 to nine. I thought it was 66 to nine, but still. 72 (laughs) to nine. At half. At half. (laughs) They were doing windmills, Coop. They were doing windmills. Tell the whole story. They were, dude. I, I know. I I literally, I literally tried to get them to dunk on me, and they wouldn't. I don't understand why they wouldn't. They were like, "No, man." And I was like, "I mean, come on, like, just, just, just dunk on me, man. Get like posterize me. Put it, put it on your uh, Instagram profile pic. You know, I don't care. Like, I was just out there to have a good time, and clearly, these guys did not want to dunk on me because they're scared to get blocked." Like yeah, I said, they called crazy. they called it at half. That was embarrassing. So no, we called it at half. Yeah, we did. Yeah, like, please. Well, no. I mean, it was like a it was like a run rule, mercy rule thing. But we were like, please, just just get to half. <laughs> let's, take, let's take this one back to the dorm. Back to the dorm. <laughs> no. And by cold one, and by cold one, we literally mean literally any cold refreshment because we had five players and we all had to play. Water. <laughs> yeah, water, please, and, water. Like SpongeBob, because it was really just like it was really like we were just running suicides. Because I mean, I don't even think we could get it across half court most of the time. They were pressing us the whole game too. That was the worst part. They're pressing us. Nobody can dribble the ball on our team. Uh, Well, I got it past half court, and like I said, I made three threes, and then they start triple teaming and stealing the ball from me before I got it across. But I did make three threes. Okay, okay. Let's just let's just make this abundantly clear. Are you good at basketball? I am the worst basketball player in the history of intramural spirit sports, but I made three threes. Pretty close. Yeah. Three he, threes. He he's not a great basketball player, but he did score more than everyone. He scored all of our points. Yep. So I mean for pride. I, I, I will never I, I won't roast him for that because he contributed more than any of us. Now, if we would all put up Nine points, we would still be down 30. That's what's ridiculous. If we all would have made nine points on the team, we would still be down 30 at half. So that's still – the game would have still been over. Like, the, I remember the refs literally just stopped running down the floor. And they, they, they took their whistles off. Like, there was no point. I mean, even if they fouled the living crap out of us, it wouldn't have mattered. We probably would have missed the free throws too. Yeah. Well – I think that does it for us. I think I think we pretty much uh, talked about everything we needed to. Uh, Hunter, I think you need to leave and come back one more time just just for the fun of it. Uh, um, I'm ready, and I got <laughs> something else. You know, I got something for him. Uh, oh, yeah. I got something. Are you, are you are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about what I think you're talking about. Yeah, I think you're talking about the Ben Bows Dog of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the moment you have all been waiting for. Do you want me to give my dog of the week first, or do you want me to give my huge underdog first? This is this is your time to shine, whatever you want. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go ahead and give you the dog of the week first, the, the games that you should actually bet on, actually put your money on, because I have not lost a dog in a long time. A long time. It's been a while since I've lost a dog. Give me – hold on. I want to make sure I don't mess this up. I looked at it earlier. Just want to make sure I don't mess it up. want to know the spread and all that. Give me J. Herbert, Los Angeles Chargers over the Kansas City Chiefs money line at home. They don't need the point. Three-point dog. Kansas City has looked 
to get it all back together. You know, earlier in the year when we talked about how they were done, donezo. Everybody's playing good now. Mahomes is stepping up. Travis Kelsey unguardable. Tyreek Hill running around all over the place. Nobody can guard them. They look great again, and that's why we're fading them this week. The public's all on them. Everybody's all on them, but we're not. Give me Los Angeles Chargers tomorrow night. No, it, that's tonight. That's tonight. Oops. Yeah, well, we can't do that one because it's tonight. But if just remember tomorrow. I'm not unclipping it. Yeah, I'm not unclipping that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just remember tomorrow when it comes out. The Chargers are going to beat the Chiefs tonight. I thought that was tomorrow. My mistake. I'm going to go ahead and give you my two plus 500 pick of the weeks. And then I'll come back with another underdog, okay? For, for the folks out there who need that, you know, they, they're, they're relying on me. Plus 500, give me the Jared Goffs for my weekend pick to try to get you guys to freestyle next week. Give me the Jared Goff Detroit Lions over the 10-3 and best team in the league, Arizona Cardinals. Plus 500 money line at home. D hops out. Give me the Lions. That's my one pick. For my other pick, it's on Saturday. It's a soccer pick. Do I know anything about this game? Nope. Do I know one of the teams? Yes. I'm picking the other team. Uh, Give me Chelk over Barcelona. Okay. Plus, uh, hold on. Let me make sure. Uh, let me make sure it's right. Yeah, yeah. Plus 800. Give them to me. Money line? Is that money line plus 800? Yeah. Yeah, money line plus 800. Holy cow. They have lost their last eight games. Barcelona has beaten them their last eight games the last five times that these two teams have played it has been five to nothing three to nothing three to nothing two to nothing, three to nothing. <laughs> give me the help for the battle of spain elch cf is what it is okay elch cf that's just given to me saturday at 12 30 they're they're winning it. I mean, they're they're just gonna win it. Barcelona has looked, but ever since they lost Messi, they just don't know what to do. They just don't look. They got destroyed by Bayern Munich. They tied the last game they played. They just they just ain't looking the same. So give me Elch FC. I think I said <laughs> before. It's now Elch. <laughs> move, move from plus nine fifty. There's a little bit of money on the Elch. <laughs> Them and the Lions. Let's get back to a more serious topic this week. I am going to tell you to bet money on this team, not because I love them, but because of one man who's out there playing at 75%, throwing dimes, giving everything he's got on the road. Give me the Bengals again this week as money line. My pick of the week, my dog of the week, give me the Bengals at the at the Broncos. Give me the Bengals. And the Chargers tonight, but you all won't get to bet on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, I I love your analysis. We're, we're underqualified, you know. I, I fumbled the bag on that one. I, I was looking. I thought it was tomorrow. But nope, whatever. Well, this isn't the first time that he messed up. One time uh, yeah. he, 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 did a, he did a game that it was literally the day before had ha- yeah. already, already happened. He was like, <laughs> but they, give me, give they me the Giants. Win. Yeah, they did. But they did win. They did. He was like, yeah. give me the Giants over the Falcons. And I was like, that already happened. We're, we're going to redo that, but. That already happened. He's like, oh. But they won. They did. <laughs> nice. So we can't take that away from him. But, you know, we don't know if he had, you know, 
he went back and back in time like it did in uh, Back to the Future, and uh, you know got one of those almanacs or whatever. <clears throat> but uh, but yes, I think I think it, what you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I got something else to say. This is specifically for Jerry. And Jerry knows a little bit about get you know he knows he knows about his gambling he knows what the public can do to per, to persuade a game per se what Las Vegas might do ninety two percent of the bets are on A A Ron Rogers at Baltimore this weekend ninety two percent I haven't seen one that high in a long time granted Baltimore's banged up but they got Lamar Jackson I mean. Maybe you know Ravens on Packers on upset alert this weekend. Uh, is, is Lamar not they, hurt? He is hurt, but that doesn't look. Coop. Vegas was not built on winners, and I agree with Hunter 100 here that uh, Vegas is going to make their money, and people are going to bet on the Packers because Lamar's out. But uh, there's I, that is a very scary stat. Uh, I like to look on Bet Shark, so I'm going to look at that. But if Bet Shark picks your team to win based upon analytics. You're basically set up to lose, so uh, I'm kind of scared of that uh, statistic. I don't Hunter think this year. that Lamar is out first. I think he's day to day, so I don't know. He didn't okay. practice this week, but I think <clears> that he's not out for sure. I know that'll change if he plays, definitely. But yeah, if he doesn't play, I don't know about it. But still, upset alert. Chris Westry out there playing D. Heard that he went to Bull County too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's how DK Metcalf got so good. They had to go each, against each other in two days. Yeah, DK went there too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Deion, Deion, we already talked about Deion Sanders went there too. And Mike Ditka, you know, there was quite a few. Uh, I think Mike, it's about time to wrap this one up. Yeah, I think I, we're done. Um, all right. Well, you all, thank you for listening to this podcast. I know it was a little bit sloppy, but uh hopefully you all enjoyed it and i know you enjoyed hunter's just fat beats that he just dropped upon you all i can't wait to hear myself honestly i was spitting i messed up but who doesn't mess up you know i mean jesus jesus doesn't (laughs) he he made jerry so he made he made (laughs) cooper i was gonna say that you beat me guys do say he made cooper a horrible sports analyst so oh yeah georgia over alabama correct yeah all right well uh, you all have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you all for listening